Welcome to Rooted in Curiosity podcast hosted by me, Ashley Goble. Today we have a special guest on, Seth Goble. Of course, my first podcast, we would have to have my husband be the guest. Kind of a trial and error thing as we figure out all the logistics and the technology. But Seth, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, yeah, I am Seth, and I'm glad I'm your trial and error for this podcast. Uh, I'm 23, moved out to Arizona with my lovely wife two years ago, still in college, still loving life. And that's it? That That's all there is of Seth Goble? That's about it for right now. We'll, all right. We'll get deeper into it. It's okay. Alrighty. So, yeah, I guess, do you want to, what do you want to go in for? first with more about you or our relationship and how that all started you hit me with whatever you want okay how did so let's go back to little seth how did your childhood affect who you are today well i think our childhood affects all of us and shapes all of us um for some people it's traumatizing (laughs) other people (laughs) they have better experiences uh, for me, I went through a little bit of a rough childhood, but I think people have had it worse than me. My parents got divorced when I was six. Um, it was not a pretty divorce. They still don't talk to each other. Uh, it kind of grew me, though, in a way to where I learned from it and I saw their mistakes. Um, overall, they're good parents. Don't get that twisted, but... There's a lot that they did wrong and a lot that I could learn from. Um, It kind of introduced me to the world. Uh, It helped me see the ugliness, too. Yeah. Um, Are you crying? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You didn't really go into detail, though. Do you want to go into details about, like, what happened? Like, there was obviously some good things that happened in your childhood, but do you want to go into detail about what that ugliness was or well, what the good was? I'm not going to go into too much detail and expose my parents. Okay. Anymore, but um, there are some things that, when I look back on, I don't agree with how they did them. Uh, they kind of involved me and my sister a little too much. Um, for example, like when in between visits, when I'd have to go back and forth, I would kind of be the middleman and I'd have to discuss everything, um, cause my parents didn't want to talk to each other. Uh, they focused more on, I would say custody rather than actually wanting me. So, and I kind of saw that at an early age and realized that, um, one parent would kind of put on me how they had more money so they so it'd be more fun for me to be with them and i kind of leaned in towards that which i regret a little bit at least um yeah okay what are some good things though there has to be some highlights uh, there's definitely childhood. more bad than good yeah but that's okay uh <laughs> basketball was introduced to me at a young age and I kind of grew attached to that and that has helped shape me to who I am today too. Um, I got more presents on my birthdays <laughs> um, and Christmas which is always a plus. Yeah. Um, I met many different people 
throughout my childhood, which is nice. Um, I feel like you always, like, when we first started dating and stuff, like, a highlight of your childhood was going to, what was it, Disneyland or Disney World or something? You always said that was a fun little trip. Uh, we did get to go to Disney World, thanks to my mother's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Um, out in Florida, I think that's the Disney World. I don't remember much because I was only eight, but <laughs> I know that I never really traveled before then. That was my first time in a plane before I got motion sick. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was probably the biggest adventure I did as a kid. Okay. So you said that basketball was introduced to you early on. Who introduced you to it and why did it like catch your attention so much and you're still to this day so obsessed with basketball? <laughs> well, what Squeak said. Um, <laughs> I don't really know who introduced me to it. I think it just kind of was a thing that came up. You know, when you're a child, you just play different sports. Soccer was a big one. I actually used to like soccer more than basketball. But basketball was just something I, as I grew up, I grown attached to. I went to a bunch of camps when I was a kid. Um, it just, it helped me find friends, be connected to more people, travel to other schools, mess around with my friends, do things we probably shouldn't have been doing at tournaments, but that was part of the experience. I just, then I became a really big Duke fan to this day, um, which has connected me to Grayson Allen also. Uh, So I'm thankful for that. Um, But basketball just kind of was my escape from all the struggles that went on in my childhood. I would go out to the park on the weekends. I would play basketball from 6 in the morning and not come home until it was dark out, which my body regrets highly. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't change anything in the world for that. Do you – but you say – do you have any regrets with basketball? Because I know you didn't play, what, your junior and senior year of high school? Um, I mean, I regret giving up on it in high school because of a coach. Um, we had differences, but um, I let that get the best of me and I quit. But I also don't regret it because it led me to be more passionate about basketball and know that's where I wanted to take my career. Um, It led me to being at GCU for a student manager, and I know I wouldn't have done that. Um, I do regret, though, not playing because if I did play, I would be playing in college, and I would be able to continue to pursue my playing career, which I still am. It's just a little harder. But there's some regret there, but I don't regret anything in life. You also, he volunteers at the women's professional basketball team out here in Arizona, the Mercury team. You really enjoy that. That is definitely a plus for everything. I've gotten some connections. Diana Tarasi knows me. She's complimented my game, which has boosted my confidence. (laughs) Um, Just meeting all the players. They're all so nice. The coaches are nice. Um, And I think uh, that's going to help me along the road. So, do you think, so what are you going to college for? 
sports management. Okay, and how do you think that is going to play in with you either playing basketball or kind of going down the avenue of like sports and entertainment management? Well, you kind of just need a degree. <laughs> so sports management is not going to lead me to my career. It's just, hey, you need a bachelor's degree. So sports management was. Um, it's more the connections that I'm going to gather along their way, like with the Mercury. I mean, that's going to help. But, yeah, I'm just going to college because I have to. <laughs> that, that's about it. But you're also a first-generation college student. How does that feel to kind of be the first person to go to college in your, like, immediate family? It doesn't feel like much. Yeah. You know, I'm, my dad went to college, I think, for a month and quit. Yeah. My mom, I don't think, ever attempted to. My sister went for about a week and quit. Yeah. So I guess there's a nice point of kind of like proving people wrong because they no one believed in me. I don't believe in myself when it comes to school, but I'm here now. I have one more year left. Not even a year. You have like what a semester? Yeah, about probably. Yeah, getting on half a year left. Yeah. So I'm almost there. It's been a struggle, ups <laughs> and downs, but. We're here. We always thought I was going to get my bachelor's first, and here he is, almost done, and mine is on hold. But, um, so with all of your childhood and kind of rough patches with basketball and kind of beating that stereotypical, like, oh, your family didn't go to college, but you did, did that ever make any mental health struggles along the way? Um, there's been plenty of mental health struggles. I think everyone has their struggles that they deal with, some more severe than others. Um, for me, I've always said that I've been really lucky because you either grow from it and learn or it can attack you and bury you down deep. Um, ever, for, ever since I was younger, I've always been able to see like my parents, how they treated me. They treated me good for the most part, but sometimes not the best. Um, so I've been able to see how they've treated me and gr grown from that. People have always doubted me, um, no matter what it was, sports, school. And instead of like digging myself down and beating myself up, I learned to kind of like prove them wrong, but it's not about them. It's more about me, um, just to show people that what I'm capable of. But I've had, I deal with anxiety, depression, um, anxiety from probably middle school till about 21, 22. It ate me alive a lot. And I, finding God has really helped because I know there's peace in that. So if it wasn't for God, I think I'd still be an anxious mess, which I still deal with anxiety as we all do. But knowing that what God thinks about me is the only thing that matters has helped me tremendously. Yeah. So you said you also deal with depression. Was that more early on in life or do you feel like you still deal with that? Uh, I'm don't, I'm not depressed ever really anymore. Pretty happy guy. <laughs> Loving my life. I, I would say early teens was when I was the most depressed with, basketball quitting basketball which was my whole life um family matters just feeling lonely 
that was when I was my most depressed. But now I think I got a good good group of people around me. Good, <laughs> Mostly fur babies. Good fur babies around <laughs> me. And my support group is, it's not big, but it's what I need. Yeah. So. It's quality over quantity. That's my what I stick to. Yep. So when you were younger and dealing with those mental health struggles, how did you cope with it then compared to how do you cope with it now? Um, I kind of do the same stuff. I would, anytime I'm feeling down, I go to my escape, which is basketball, and it kind of like takes me away from life. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't have any worries. I'm just out there on the court, just doing what I love. Um, I would say what's different now is I've always believed in God, but now I'm like, I have a true relationship with him. And if I'm ever down, I can go to myself, go in a room by myself, sit in a corner and pray and it kind of helps everything. Or play video games. Video (laughs) games are more, more when I'm bored, but yeah, that kind of takes you away from everything too. When you have your headset on, just block out everything you can't hear anybody in the house no it's nice (laughs) so you're speaking a little bit about your relationship with god do you want to go a little bit into that like how did you what made you jump in to actually devote your life and develop a relationship with god instead of just like oh i believe in it but it is what it is uh kind of like what i said earlier i've always i've always believed in him i went to church Nothing too crazy, just went every Sunday. Did nothing extra outside of that. We would we would pray before we ate, but um, with my mom and old stepdad. Um, but I never dug into him. I always believed in him. Um, anytime I do, I wasn't the best kid growing up. So anytime I do something that didn't feel right, I would have that feeling in me, like that presence. I, I knew it was there, but. I never fully trusted it. Um, probably about two, three years ago when we were in our first apartment is when both of us really took a deep dive in it. I don't know if you've always believed in God, but um, you really committed us to go to church and we found our church and we fell in love with it. Still in love with it. <laughs> yeah, we still watch it even though it's a thousand miles away. Um, but that kind of opened my eyes and let me... It allowed me to let God into my heart and change me, make me a whole different man. Uh, then we got baptized a little over a year ago, October 2nd, same day we got married. Correct. 2022. Yep. Um, that experience, um, it changed me even more. It made me draw even closer to God, take a deeper dive and really trust in Him. Um, it hasn't always been easy. Yeah. I've drifted away at times, as I think we all struggle with. But he always finds a way to bring me back to him. And, yeah. Is there a specific person besides, like, God that has kind of helped guide you and develop you into who you are today? Is there someone that sticks out? Uh, honestly, no. I mean, ever since I met you, you've... You've made me a better person for sure. I was, <laughs> I wasn't the best person before you, but um, no, just reading the Bible, learning about what what's really right, what we should be doing, um, how we should be doing it. That has really shaped me to who I am. 
today. Um, the peace that it brings, knowing that no matter what I do on this earth, it's, it's not going to be good enough, which can be scary for people that don't understand the Bible. But um, knowing that God sent his son down to die for our sins and he sacrificed his son for us, it brings that peace and love into my heart that I know I can always lean on. Okay. Um, I, just one more question before we get into kind of like our journey together, but more from your perspective. Yay. Um, Where do you see yourself in like five to ten years? Um, well, I see myself with you. Good. Hopefully. <laughs> um, just, I see myself as the same person, just improving, getting a job, obviously, as I'm pretty much jobless yeah <laughs> uh just continuing to chase what i love and loving what i do and <laughs> do you like see yourself in arizona do you have a house what are you uh, doing career-wise i don't i don't care where we end up just yeah. as long as we're happy um i don't my career i'd love to stay in basketball but whatever god calls me to do which he does the most unexpected things in our lives, which we both can <laughs> second that. Yes. Um, yeah, whether it's in Alaska, Florida, <laughs> Texas. I don't know about Alaska. Wherever, wherever <laughs> we're called to, that's where we're going. Can't question it. Um, yeah. I do. One thing I do hope <laughs> in five years I will be playing professionally overseas, I hope. I hope I can get that done within the next couple of years. But other than that, I just take every day with a grain of salt and make the most of it. Okay. Very good. Okay, so we're going to get into kind of like our story together, but I wanted to come more from like Seth's perspective. So do you want to kind of go into the story or do you remember like the start? Um, You can kind of give the overview and... I can. I'll I'll start because I'm the one. In. I'm the one that like it, oops initiated this. So it was October of 2017, and oh my gosh, there's so much hair right now. October of 2017, I was playing in a volleyball tournament at Sess High School, and we lived roughly what. An hour to an hour and a half from each other. About forty minutes, but sure. Forty minutes. Oh. Anyways, uh, but we lived, like, a good distance, but, um, so I was playing in the volleyball tournament, and I remember warming up, and there was a guy sitting by himself (laughs) wearing all pink, and I was like, oh, that kid's really cute, and, you know, social media, I was following some people that, like, girls that went to his school, so I looked at their follow list, and I found Seth, and I think I followed you on, like, um, Instagram, Twitter, and then I ended up, like, adding you on Snapchat, too, or something. And he said, this is what he said, I don't know if it's true, but he said once he saw me follow him on Twitter, he went and, like, sent out a tweet, like, play me an iMessage games. And, of course, I was like, is he, did he do that just because I followed him? And, of course, I answered, and I said, bet. And I think I spelled it wrong. (laughs) Like, I spelled, like, beat or something. something. (laughs) And then, um... He said something else, and then we ended up exchanging phone numbers, and the rest is kind of history. From there, I mean, we definitely, 
I was very, very broken at the time. I was going through a breakup and my parents recently got divorced and I just was not a good, I was, I would say I, overall, I was a good kid, but I was just mentally struggling with a lot of, because of the situations I was um, in and dealing with at the time. So I wasn't very nice to set that first, but you can kind of pick up and see what your perspective is. Yeah. So you were horrible to me at first. <laughs> Let's get that out the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You, we met, we didn't meet that day that, um, on the volleyball game. No. Uh, you just kind of went your own way. So I tried baiting you in and it worked. No, at first I was super interested. But and and then you would take you said you would see my Snapchat. I'm talking about though on Twitter. Oh, I baited you okay, in you baited and it me worked. In. And um then you started Snapchatting me and I would I would I would see it right away, but I would wait a little while. Um <laughs> just to kinda, you know, test the waters. Um I remember the first time we met was at one of your old friend's house. <laughs> we didn't talk much. Oh, no, I was um, nervous. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, You brought Miguel. Yeah, I brought my friend, my Spaniard friend. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I was, you were more interested in me first. I was interested in you and another one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was deciding and... You kept bothering me. You showed a little more interest in the other person. So I persuaded you then. And then as soon as I persuaded you, you were the most mean person I've ever met. <laughs> but I stuck it out. I um, grabbed your heart, ripped it out of your chest, and stomped on it. You did a few times. <laughs> um, there'd be times where we'd talk. Everything would seem good. And then you would tell me to stop talking to you. And then a month later, you talk to me again. <laughs> And it was a repeating cycle for a year, about a whole year. Yeah. Um. And then we kind of you opened up. Um. I you still just, had some trust yeah. issues, but I was just really broken, and I did not trust a man again. But Seth was very persistent. Um. And fun fact: Seth has not dated anybody else besides me. No, I've dated one person, and that's your wife. My whole life, it's. An accomplishment not most people can say they have, so I, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, makes me stay holy, too, you know. <laughs> God's proud of me, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so I remember when I was like, Seth, like, I'm your first girlfriend. Like, that's weird. Like, because I was like, what were you, like, 17 at the time? Yeah. And I was like, well, how, how have you not had a girlfriend before? Like, what the heck? It's nice, though, because um, especially when you first start dating someone, they always kind of look Who's at... Who's your ex is. Yep, and every time you do something together, it's always, oh, did you do that with your ex? <laughs> um, and you can't, you couldn't do it to me, and you still can't. Yeah. Um, I could do it to you, and I did a couple times. <laughs> so it was kind of nice to be on that end of it and not have to experience the whole ex thing. Well, and I'm super forgetful, too. So, like, when we first started dating... I would be like, wait, did we do that? Or was that with my ex? And, like, Seth is not a jealous type. And he would just be like, are you kidding me? And I was like, I can't remember. My memory's awful. Um, but, so, yeah. So, we kind of were toxic for the first year. And then November 8th of 
2018, we started dating. And yeah, do you want to talk about like November 2018 from March 2019? What happened there? Do you remember? I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we started dating and then we went to Arizona together to see your grandparents and we stayed out there for like 10 days. So we were like four months into dating, went on a vacation together. I'm still in high school. You're about to graduate. Or did you graduate? You gra- you, was, were gra- I- you were graduated. I was getting ready to graduate. Yes. And then um, he moved in with me when I was still in high school. How was that? It was an adjustment. Um, <laughs> I I kind of didn't have a choice, though, because I was kind of in the middle of getting kicked out of my own houses. And um, so this kind of helped leap forward to making that decision. I don't think I would have moved in with you <laughs> if that wasn't a problem. Um, it was weird living with someone else's parents, especially at that young of an age or just in general. I don't I think it'd be weird for anybody to live with someone else's parents. Um, it was uncomfortable. It was awkward. I'm glad we're done with that. I'm glad we're moved away. Yeah. In so our own place. He he literally moved in with me and my mom um, in a trailer in a trailer in the trailer park for we stayed there for a, like a month or two, and then I graduated and we moved in with my dad. <laughs> we stayed with my dad for a year and a half. So. He, you lived with both of my parents. You got that experience, but luckily they were separated and not divorced and unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I don't want to drink. Oh, okay. Do you want it? No. Um, I'm just glad that we're where we are now. Um, it was an experience. It was nice to kind of also see how it was living with you, which can be very hard, but... It's okay. We get through it, so. I think the hardest part about that you have with me or, like, the pet peeve is I am, like, a messy, organized person. Um, You could maybe call it, like, you know how ADHD people have their piles. Um, I'm very much so that. I've gotten a lot better. When you first moved in with me, you couldn't even see the bottom of my floor in my bedroom. So it's gotten a lot better, but it's definitely still a pet peeve in our relationship. But I think it helps that we have separate bathrooms. <laughs> he he barely goes into my bathroom, but I do go into his and mess around and stuff. But um, having separate bathrooms is very helpful. And a California, no, we have a king. We have a king size bed. That is super helpful too. You have your own space. But um, so moving into our first apartment together, do you want to talk about that? Well, it was really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Why? It was an income-based rent apartment. Okay. Um, I was working a part-time job. You were not working. Nope. You were in nursing school. Yep. So we were paying $21 a month Woo! for rent. Yep. Um, It was first time I've ever fully lived. Well, I guess I didn't live on my own. I no, lived we've you. never lived on our own, like um, individually. <laughs> I did live in a dorm for half a semester, which was terrible. With a roommate, yeah, that that's a given. <laughs> um, but it was it was an experience. It was a good first start to our life of being out on our own. Do you remember why we did that? No. <laughs> so we moved out on our own because we were planning on moving to Arizona, and in my brain, I was like, 
I'm going to have a hard time adjusting living with my parents for my entire life than moving all the way to Arizona. So, um, and Seth, at that time, I managed my money very well. And at that time, Seth did not. So it was a very good, like, experience to manage our money, live on our own, make our own meals, and just um, paying bills and having that responsibility. And just figuring out, like, renter's insurance, how does renting work, and all that stuff. Get a little bit of renter's history under our belt. So, yeah, the $21, it was supposed to be $20, but I had too much of my savings, so I made it $21 a month. And then I was, like, nannying for um, cash and stuff, so I did not technically have an income. And I got set the job, or I helped you get a job, or I found this job for you, the TH, or Telegraph Herald. Um, so he was in the sports section of the newspaper. And then, so I finally graduated nursing school. How did you manage me going through nursing school? It wasn't a struggle. I think it was more of a struggle for you. Yeah. Um, you handled it decently. I mean, I think anyone who, after seeing how nursing school is and how tough it truly is, I would say you handled it pretty well. Um, you were very committed to it. You every day you would spend hours just taking notes. Um, I know sometimes I would help you, and I learned some stuff. Yep. Forgot it all, but it still comes back to you sometimes. It does come back. I got a little bit of nursing history in me, <laughs> so if I ever want to become a nurse, still probably couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't have any responsibilities, so it was. For me, I was still going to school and it was easy. Yeah. And what we did get Scout, that was our first cat. So we lasted two months without living with an animal. So we ended up getting our first fur baby because we did not last more than two months without living with an animal. And so I have Squeaks is in my blanket right now. But anyways, so we got Scout. She was like a five-year-old cat. At first, they told us she was a male, and then they're like, oh, she had a litter of kittens, and she spayed, and I was like, well, I was like, I thought we were getting a male, because her name was also Rusty, and they're like, no, she's a female, do you want to keep her? And I was like, oh, of course we will keep her, and she was kind of a scared cat, but she was good. She would sleep on, like, along my head every night, and she was a very, very sweet cat. We really needed that, or I did. I don't know about you. She was a good addition, for sure. She kept us... She kept us on our toes sometimes. Yeah. She escaped our apartment because... So, you want to tell a story about Squeakers and Romeo? Go for it. Oh my... This is supposed to be about you! Yeah, well, you're getting off track, <laughs> so you might as well just keep going. Okay, well, so, our cat, Scout, she was very... Not protective, but she was kind of like, I stand up for myself because she was like a street cat. And Squeakers was a cat... The cat that we have right now um was actually our neighbors but our neighbor just kind of like let these cats come in his house and eat and then leave so they were kind of like indoor outdoor more outdoor cats and squeakers had a brother romeo that would sit on our windowsill and like would want scout's attention and one day we left the window cracked and scout punched a hole through it got out and i found her collar and we couldn't find scout and it was really scary but we ended up finding her and then Romeo's brother, Squeakers, Squeakers who we have now, he ended up coming with us, to us, with two infected paws. We had to go to the vet, get him vaccinated, and then get him um, neutered and all that fun stuff. But So then we ended up with two cats. You want to talk about the journey to Arizona? 
It was a long journey. <laughs> 24-hour drive. Yep. Packed, tiny car. Um, we started at, what, 2.33 in the morning. Yeah. Got about two to three hours in. I might have fell asleep at the wheel. Um, took us off the road. Um, we survived. Didn't get in an accident or nope. anything like that. Scared the cats. Yep. Um, we kept trucking though. Uh, it was not a fun drive at all. No, that was so scary. So yeah, he, I had my glasses on and I took them off. I was sleeping, assuming because like Seth, Seth never fell fallen asleep while driving. We've drove to Arizona before, so I was like, okay, we're fine. And I literally woke up to the car going and then we're like in the ditch and then we just missed a guardrail or like the it was kind of like a bridge we just missed that i look behind like i get my glasses look behind us we almost hit that but we ended up just going right into this nice little like very low like not a deep ditch it was a very shallow ditch and then um seth was super super mad he was yelling i'm sorry i'm sorry and i was like it's okay it's okay like we both were just like in panic and then we ended up going, the car was fine, so we ended up going to a truck stop, and Seth gathered himself, and I was like, do you want me to drive? And I think he was just really beating himself up, and he didn't let me drive after that. And then we stopped not too long after, and he let me drive for a little bit. Yeah, I still won't let you drive anywhere when I'm with you. I'm not a bad driver. Um, You're not the best. He blames, okay, so he literally blames everything on me. He has, he's hit, a, like, a coon with my car, and then he hit like it was like where they were doing construction so it was like cement no cement and then cement again and he hit that I don't know how to explain it there was like a there was like a gap between the cement slabs and he hit it and almost popped his tire and he bent his rim and he blamed it on me because I was making animal noises (laughs) and then there was like some other things like he backed up into a girl's car in a parking lot at our college and he blamed it on me because I was being annoying and I'm like how can you blame that on me yeah, when you have someone barking in your ear, you know, it makes it kind of hard to focus and concentrate. So it can be a little, you know, it can be hard to concentrate on that. So, I mean, if it was my fault, I would blame it on myself. But those were those were on you for sure. The coon? Um, I made you hit the coon. I didn't say that. No. But the other two were definitely on you. And I'm going to get into more accidents when I'm driving 90% more than you. So it's that doesn't mean you're the better driver, but anyways, I don't know. Next topic. So we're in Arizona now. Do you remember when we first moved out here? What that looked like? We both didn't have jobs. You had a job, didn't you? I was dog walking and pet sitting, but I still haven't passed my nursing um, exam. Um. Yeah. I mean, we got into a really nice apartment when we first moved out here. Um, it was like living at a resort. It really was. It was, so it was pretty fun. Um, and I was still part-time, so I had a lot of free time. <laughs> I enjoyed the gym. You the, didn't have a job yet. We're, Cause you were well, working at the footprint center and I think it took you a month or two December, to get it. November, December. Oh, you did? Yep. It was about oh. right away. Um, but I was able to enjoy the pool a bunch. Um, it was six, what, like 60 or 70 degrees in December. Yeah which was super warm to us, and we were the only ones in the pool. Yep. Um, it was, now it's freezing to us. <laughs> yep. It's, it's what, like 80s now, and it, 
I need a sweatshirt for that. So. Yeah, and the sweatshirt for the mornings. But then the sun comes out and it warms up. But yeah, so when we moved to Arizona, um, the only way we were going to pay bills is if I passed my NCLEX and got my nursing job. So there was a lot riding on me for the first two months we were out here. But I ended up passing my nursing license and then I started um, working. But ended up getting COVID and then health issues from there. But so... That would be February of 20, is it 2021? No, 2022. Wait, no. For what? How long have we been out here? 2021. Oh, so February 2020. Yeah, it's 2021. Yeah. So <laughs> February 2021, we, I started my nursing career and then we're just vibing. And then, um, when did we get married? 2022. October. Yeah. What happened between then and then? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Well, we ended up getting a dog in between there. We got Biff. I can't even really remember. It's kind of a blur. I was having health issues, but I was still working. And then I got the Mayo job. And you're just vibing with school and work. I guess we can go... When did we get engaged? Do you remember? Not long before we got married. Yeah. July, maybe. July? It was August. What was it? August 29th of 2022. Close enough. And why did we Why did we get ga- engaged and married? Uh, well, because we were living together and our pastor kind of advised to us that that's not okay as we're Christians and um, it was either we had to get married or kind of move out on our own and it wasn't like our pastor wasn't super forceful with it he was just like you guys are living together you share finances together and you know you want to be married why don't you just get married um i don't know if you want to go no he kind of told us get married or yeah or move out which is okay but he it's okay for people but he was i know but he was like basically you're doing all the married things so why not just get married well no it was because we're sinning and we know it's a sin I know. So, and we weren't putting effort into not sinning there. So it was either we had to get married or move out. And we were already together for three years. So it's not like we we're freshly dating. Four. And it's, we were already living with each other for a bunch. So it just made sense anyways to get married. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go into the nitty gritty about premarital um, sex. Oh, uh, we could save that for okay. a different podcast. <laughs> All right, I guess. Anyways, so we ended up getting engaged August of 2022, and then we got married. you want to tell them how and where we got married? Um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Uh, we got married back home in our church, and we decided to get baptized. Whose idea was right that? Right before. It was yours. Ow! You get some yeah. credit there. Um, it was quick. We flew out there two days prior to getting married and flew back home Not even. that day. We were there for a total of 36 hours. We had a reception and we got married and flew back home. We were there. It was very quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just easy going and smooth. We had, what, like maybe 15 people. At our actual wedding. Yep. I remember, so there's a video of us um, when we were getting married, and 
So my great-grandparents, I have two that attended, uh, my great-grandmas, and they're both Catholic, and they're like, why are they being dogs? What's going on? Because <laughs> they, when Catholics, they get baptized as kids, and she's like, why are they getting in the water? It doesn't make sense. So they're, but they're in their, like, 80s, or up there, 80s or 90s, no, <gasps> Grandma, she's turning 90 in December, so they're, like, they're up there. Um, but, yeah, and none of our family goes to church religiously besides my great-grandparents, like, immediate family. Um, so, and they're also not Christians, so they didn't really understand what was going on, slash, my dad actually did go to church that morning, and your dad and stepmom did too, didn't they? I thought they went, and they didn't sit by us, because they didn't know where we were. I think they did. Oh, maybe they did. I don't know. Do you remember the hectic part of our... We don't gotta get into it. Okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, But anyway, so yeah, so October 2nd of 2022, we ended up getting married, and I know you wanted to wait a little longer to get married, so how did you feel about that? Uh, It was nerve-wracking at first, because it's kind of a big deal. Um, you want to make sure everything pans out the way you plan it to be and make sure you're getting married to the right person, especially since your goal is to stay with them the rest of your life. Um, sometimes I struggle with taking the next leap with things that I do. So it was also good for me to be able to actually take the leap, which has helped me in other scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Any doubts? No, no doubts. No? No. I'm still the love of your life? Still here with me. Awesome. Don't plan on kicking you out any any day soon. (laughs) But, so, uh, did you actually ask me to marry you? Did you ask me to be your girlfriend? Um, no. It just kind (laughs) of happened. It Um, always just kind of happens with Seth. You're the type to ruin a surprise. Stop! So I was planning on asking you, and you know this, but you found the ring, and I knew you found it, so I just handed it to you right there when you found it, and said, you already know what's up, so here you go. Yep. And like like we said, we were already planning on getting married, so it wasn't like a big deal. And another thing that's kind of like controversial, controversial? Controversial? I don't know how to say that, about like us... In general, I feel like we are kind of the oddballs out of both of our families. I don't know if you would agree with that. Um, I think we're kind of the oddballs in, in general. general. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so my wedding ring is, it's called a moissanite or a, le- don't be clicking that. It's going to make sound in the microphone. I'm sorry. Anyways, so another thing that is like controversial with us is that my wedding ring is moissanite or lab grown and... If you look it up, like, moissanite or lab-grown, one, it's more ethical, and two, they're prettier and a lot cheaper. So, I know people that have literally, like, sold things, um, like, got loans to get their rings or still paying off their ring that their husband got them, and I'm just like, that is absolutely crazy. Um, literally, our only expenses for our wedding is our rings that we bought, and it was under $800, or maybe even under $600. So, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty cheap people, and I don't even wear my actual wedding ring. I would just wear my wedding band, um, and that's pretty much it, and Seth wears a silicone one anyways, so we could have went even cheaper, but 
Seth wanted to actually get me a diamond. So we are a little over a year into marriage. How did our first year of marriage go? Uh, I think it went, it had its up, ups and downs. I think every marriage has their ups and downs. Um, there were some circumstances with you getting sick that kind of made it a blur. Um, I don't think we really had much time to focus on our marriage because we were focusing on other things like surviving school, <laughs> um, paying rent, trying to balance work life, For school babies. life, um, your health. So I think once everything finally balances out, we can start focusing on that a little more. Yeah. But it's been it's been an experience. What was the highlight of our first year of marriage and what was our big, big down? Um, I think our highlight was just kind of being out here, um, being to ourselves, not having family get involved. Um, our downs. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say we really had downs, um, more learning experiences with um, you getting sick, us living basically paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But it makes us stronger, helps us grow, so. I feel like, but we also have to look on the side, like, a lot of people our age do live paycheck to paycheck, and we were just extremely fortunate that I was a nurse, and we we lived quite comfortably until I got sick. Yeah, we're definitely living better than most people our age. Yes. I think you kind of struggle with that thought a little bit. Um, I don't struggle with it too much, I understand it. So living paycheck to paycheck right now is understandable. Yeah. And we'll get over it. We're not always going to be living paycheck to paycheck. I know, but you know me. I'm an overachiever. And then when I got sick, that really had to, like, put it in perspective. Um, and I rely a lot on Seth still. I, I don't rely on you as much as what I did when I first got sick. You really, you just wash my hair for me. And then he does all, like, the laundry and dishes, but that's kind of Which always, I've always I was like, done. that's always been that, but really all I need help with him right now is, like, big things, taking care of the animals. Like, I can't do a ton of my feet, nothing hard labor, no lifting, pulling, and then just washing my hair is still difficult, but you were helping out with a lot where it was, when it was hard to get off the couch, you were fetching me my water, getting me my meds, getting me food. I did everything. Yes, he literally had to be a husband, wife, and a fur baby take caregiver, take her care of her. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I would say that was really difficult for our first year of marriage because we really couldn't focus on our marriage. We were focused on our just surviving financially and me being more functional, but I'm getting to more of a functional level, but I really have to pace myself. I can only do one hard thing a day basically. But so what is your best advice you could give somebody? Uh, I got a good one. Okay. Um, so people are always going to be doubting you. They're always going to be judging you. Um, so it's important to stay true to yourself. Um, make sure you have a good group of people around you who will help you grow. Uh, I know when I was younger, I had a group of people around me who kind of set me back. And once I was able to escape that and find the right people for me, um, they always will support you no matter where you're at in your life. And 
they'll be there to pick you up when you're down. So it's really important to have that good support group. I think they're kind of the foundation of your life and where you're going to go. Yeah. I have a few more questions that just came to mind. Okay. <laughs> um, so is there one thing, like one sentence in your brain that just sticks there that someone said to you that really, really hurt you that motivates you to this day? Um, I feel like you're thinking of something. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm just curious. No, I don't. Just a, a sentence? Yeah, like somebody just said something really, really hurtful to you and it stuck with you to this day. No, I just think there's... No. <laughs> no, not specifically. I used to, like, I'm over it now. I used to be a very, like, insecure person about my looks and stuff. And I would get, I've told you this, like, I would get made fun of, like, uh, giraffe neck, buck teeth, and just, I have a big nose. So I just would remember, like, what people would say about me with that, and it would really stick with me. But I, it doesn't hurt me anymore because I'm not insecure. I was just curious if you had anything that, like, stuck with you. Well, that wasn't a specific sentence that you just well, said. Well, I know. With you explaining that, um, there was a time when I was, it was our first day of freshman year. So, f- first time going to high school is a pretty big deal. Um, I was scared enough as it was. <laughs> we had a freshman little orientation in our theater room. And I remember that summer was when my acne was really getting bad. So I didn't hang out with anybody. I stuck I stuck to myself in my room. Um, so that first day when we were all getting together, I had, I would say I had a lot of friends. No, like really close friends, but I had a lot of friends. And um, there was a couple of people sitting behind me. And I, I, I'll always remember this. Um, th- one of the kids said, Hey, look at Seth's face. Did you see how disgusting it is? And that kind of led to my anxiety and worrying about other people judging me no matter where I'm at. I always, I'm better with it now, but it'd always be in the back of my head like, hey, this person's judging me off of my looks or the way I'm acting. So it always kind of made me stay in my shell. Yeah. But. Um, I've been working on it a lot, and it's been helping. So I think I think I helped you get out of your shell personally. When I met you, you were super super shy, a little skinny skinny scrawny kid, like very very shy. Uh, I want to say, I mean, you were. I feel like I was a big part. You helped but I wasn't a little bit, but you're not getting the full credit. For no, that. I'm sorry. But I feel like I helped a lot because you were a very very like skittish, like like a skittish little dog. <laughs> and that led to because of what happened that day. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> and I still dated you with all your acne. He ended up getting on Accutane, like, what, two years after we started dating? One or two years? That was a whole journey in I itself. I was 19. Yeah, that was a whole journey in itself. Accutane, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Do you think it was worth it? Um, It was worth it because it's gone. Yeah. I think I would still have... I have more acne than you now. Yeah, I mean, I still get acne, but it's not bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anything else? I think there is. I do have a few more. Are you antsy? I feel like um, you're you getting... You get two more questions out of me. I feel like you're getting antsy. Can you just, like, relax back? I'm relaxed. I don't feel like you're relaxed. I'm good. Okay. Um, 
I did have a few questions. I did say two. Mm, what is your like favorite memory that you have of us? Well, there's so many. Oh, it's so many. I can't think of just one. I would say my favorite memory yeah. would be our first time coming out to Arizona. Yeah. Because that's when we figured out this is where we wanted to be. And we fell in love with it here. Um, we had a lot of fun. It was, I think it was our first vacation together. It too. was. So it was a memorable one. We were four months into dating and I was in high school and we flew to Arizona. Well, we did know each other well before that. So there's context. Yeah, I know. But it's just crazy. Um, yeah, that would be my favorite memory. I I do. I am very fond of that memory, too. I remember when... So Seth actually encouraged me to go into therapy um, when I was like 18 or 19. And that changed my life forever. And I remember my therapist asked me about a memory like a happy memory that I have that I can think about if I'm ever feeling like anxious. And I remember I told her the memory was, I don't know if I told you this, but my memory, like my good memory was me floating in the pool in Arizona with you kicking us around in the pool. That was my favorite memory. Yeah, you did tell me that. I did. I tell you everything. So it's kind of hard to know what I did or did it. But assume I probably told you. I don't have any secrets with this man and I... I don't know. We're like best friends. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to have secrets with your partner. Oh, do we want to talk about secrets? No, we don't have to. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying. Mm, Weird. No fibs either. No. Nope. All right. What? So, I don't... Who's your best friend? Like, do you have any friends now? Um, right now? I mean, I have people... I hear names, but I have never met them. I have... Friends, but they're not close friends because I know they're not going to lead me to closer to God. So I I have been interested in getting finding people like that. But mm-hmm. right now, I mean, I just have people I hoop with and I have you and the dogs and the cats. Yeah. Oh, I hear the name Brandon. And I don't know, somebody else that you text and He's a good talk buddy. about. He's a good hooping buddy. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Do you feel the urge to get more like friends that have the same morals and interests as you um lately i've been getting that urge just because mm-hmm. i know that um <laughs> <laughs> biff our dog is making a very funny face right now um i know that having f- people in your circle helps you grow especially when they have the same morals as you mm-hmm. and um as biff is snoring right now <laughs> um yeah but i've been getting that urge a little bit yeah so actually i haven't told you this but sunday i'm going to a heart group where we get introduced to all the little like groups that they have like throughout the week at our church so you're you're actually going with i didn't tell you okay so maybe you'll meet somebody there yeah anything else seth is totally done with this i can feel it i'm a little checked out we got an hour down so all right anything else you want the podcast to know about you no, I'm I'm just here. I'm I'm the husband that supports you. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. He's a very very supportive husband. Um even though he can be kind of uh sassy and say things he probably shouldn't say. Right. We all say things we regret. Yeah. Um, but we don't like cuss. The main thing is anything, that you know? if you own up to it, 
I own up to it. Um, I don't. When I say it in the moment, I feel bad. I do. Yeah. Well, then why say it at all? Because it it slips out. I mean, we're all human. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad, but I don't know. I get scared when I see other people fight because, like, they're like they're they're like cussing and raising their voice and stuff, and like we don't cuss. So, like, when I hear other people like say a swear word, I'm like, <gasps> like it gets like really scary because we're not used to it. But okay, that is gonna wrap up our podcast. So Seth wants you guys to be who you are. Don't compromise your well-being or your morals for other people to try to fit in. Keep your circle small, quality over quantity, and love your wife, right? True. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. You can catch this podcast on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and comment below. If you are listening to the podcast version you can get this wherever you listen to podcasts go ahead and share leave a review and then you can also follow i believe on apple and spotify all right guys thank you for tuning in have a good rest of your day and bye guys